Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. This morning, thank you for going after God, going after the presence of God. Let me first welcome our campuses, Michigan Street and uh, Red Bug Lake, and here at Curry Ford, across all, let's just give God praise because he's good and we know it. Amen. So we're so glad that you're joining us. Maybe you're joining us on a screen somewhere else, uh, maybe not at a campus, maybe at your house. And what we do look forward to you being here in person with us at one of our campuses real soon, because uh, as good as it is on in your room right now, it's even better in person. All the in-person people said amen. All right, good, yeah. As I said, we are uh, winding down today and tomorrow, the end of the fast, and uh, um, I just want to uh, say thank you for those of you who went on this journey with us. I know that God has shown up in your life and, uh, and what this has done is just, as we emphasized here at the first 21 days of the year, we've emphasized uh, prayer, we've emphasized fasting and um, what that's done, it just stirred up a, a greater hunger. It set us on a trajectory uh, of, a, of, of emphasizing those things in our, in our life throughout this year. Somebody say amen. Somebody goes, no, I thought I've got all my prayers out of the way the first 21 days. Now I don't have to pray the rest of the year. No, you don't. God's going God's gonna to continue just to stir us. And um, so anyway, thank you for doing that, going on that journey with us. And uh, man, I'm, I'm proud of everyone who did. I know some people fasted for the first time in their life. And that's awesome. Way to go. Um, and you survived. We, we didn't lose anybody. Amen. <laughs> No fatalities during the fast. All right, that's good. Um, but let, let me read a couple testimonies that came in, if, if I could, uh, as a result, and kind of in this season that we're in right now. Uh, we have praise cards, and if, if you, God, maybe when anytime he does something in your life, they're, they're in the seats there in front of you. Grab one of these praise cards and fill it out, and maybe, maybe you'd want to do it even today. Maybe God has done something really special during these 20, first part of the year. Um, Grab a praise card and fill that out. That would be great. Let me read a couple of them that came in this week. This is from DJ. It says, God is too good. We do. We just sing about that. DJ didn't even know we were going to be singing about it, but God did. Amen, right? God's good. Uh, my wife and I had been out of jobs since September, but we never lacked. And he said, now God has provided both of us jobs. Come on, somebody say amen. That's awesome. Who is our source? God is, yes. Uh, Desiree said, towards the end of 2023, I was unsure on how I was going to afford to pay for my missions trip. I left it to the Lord, and sure enough, I received a check in the mail from a previous job, enough to do the missions trip. Come on. I like this when Megan says, a year ago, I had major foot surgery, and I have been unable to run due to the bracket they placed in my foot. After praying and fasting, I was miraculously healed during a prayer and worship night. Now I can run without pain. Oh, come on. Let's give God praise because he's still a God who answers. And, uh, and like I said, we have been set on a course. We have been set on a trajectory 
to see God continue to do the miraculous around here. Signs and wonders follow those that believe. And so let's just keep walking in that expectation, church. Let's just keep believing. God's going to do some really amazing things in our lives this year. Well, um, we, let, me, let me jump into the word here. And today's going to be a little bit different. I'll just tell you now. Um, we have been in a, in a collection of messages. Once a year, we, we do take the time to teach on how to handle resource. And the reason why, I mean, there's over 2,000 verses in the Bible that have to do with a person and how they manage their money and how they manage their possessions and how they manage their resource. So uh, that's a big chunk of the Bible to never talk about. And so once a year, we do talk about it, and that's kind of where we're at right now. We're in this uh, series called Trustworthy, answering three questions uh, in this, uh, in these messages. First question we're answering is this, can God trust me? We talked about that in week one, that we are stewards. Everything we have ultimately belongs to God. Once we understand that, it'll change our behavior. It'll change the way we look at debt. It'll change the way we look at spending. It'll change the way we look at giving. Once we understand it all belongs to God, we're managers of it. We're stewards of it. God's trusted us. So we answer that first question, can God trust me? Second question we answered is, can I trust God? And that was uh, last week we talked about that. Can I trust God when we, we talked about the tithe? If, I, if I'm living off 90%, can I trust God that the, the, the blessing and the protection? And uh, like Pastor Matt said, hundreds of you signed up for that. This week we have been praying every day. I've been praying for so many of you this week. It's been awesome. Uh, but we've been praying for those that are continuing their, their, their tithing journey, those that started their tithing journey. We've been, we've been calling you out by initial or by first name or by whatever you put on there. But God knows. And so literally every day this week we've been praying for you, which has been awesome. And then uh, the third question that we'll uh, answer uh, today is this, can I trust myself? And um, specifically today, uh, the reason why it's special and the reason why it's different is because today we are launching our Kingdom Builders for 2024. Come on, give, your, give God praise for that. It's exciting. I think in first service I said we're launching Kingdom Builders 2023 because I'm still like getting used to the 2024 thing, uh, but we got it right, 2024, Kingdom Builders. Let's start with this text we've been reading every week, kind of the theme text for this series, Luke chapter 16, verse 10 through 13. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? This is Jesus talking. He, he actually said this. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? This is how the Lord feels about this idea of, 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 of him trusting us, us trusting him. Verse 13. No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot, you cannot serve both God and money. He didn't say you shouldn't. He said you can't. You're only going to serve one or the other. You can't serve both God and 
money. Let's pray today one more time that God would speak to us, that we would go, we would transcend out of a little cute talk and out of the routine of coming to church and hearing hearing the pastor say some things. No, let's hear from God today. Can we pray that that would happen? Lord, in Jesus' name, we just pray that this moment would be elevated. I pray, God, for a prophetic anointing, not to talk about you, God, but to talk for you. Give us ears, once again, ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today, and we are ready to respond. Lord, let us hear your voice more clearly, perhaps, than we ever have in our life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Back in uh, 1666, it was a good year, back in 16, but not for London. Uh, I think uh, there was a massive fire that year in London, and it burned almost the whole uh, city to the ground in 1666. And so they uh, began to rebuild that city and, uh, and, and hire different people to do different things. And Christopher Wren, he was a... Uh, fabulous, he was commissioned to rebuild uh, St. Paul's Cathedral. Uh, fabulous architect and, and builder. And so in uh, 1671, uh, that project is going. And this is a story that is told about Christopher Wren on that job site. And it's told in different, uh, different ways and different versions. And uh, I mean, some version of this happened uh, truthfully. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving my best ver- my best. Uh, uh, attempt at the accuracy on, on how this went. But he's walking around the job site there, uh, and there's bricklayers everywhere as they rebuild St. Paul's Cathedral. And he comes up on one bricklayer, and he says, sir, what are you doing? And uh, the bricklayer looks back at him a little bit confused. He says, I'm laying bricks. I'm a bricklayer. I'm, I'm working to provide for my family. He says, okay. Comes upon another bricklayer who's who's carrying some bricks, some bricks uh, across the, 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 the yard, and he says, what are, you, what are you doing? And he goes, well, I'm moving these bricks from here to over there, getting ready to lay them. He said, I'm, I'm a bricklayer. That's what I'm doing. Christopher Wren says, okay, uh, yeah, that's great. He comes up on a, another bricklayer who is actually the most productive one that he saw on the, on the yard that day and ended up being the supervisor of, of the job site. But he asks him a question. He says, what are you doing, sir? And he looks back at Christopher Wren with his this glean in his eye, and he says, I am building a magnificent cathedral for the Almighty. Isn't that cool? Like, he's not just laying bricks, he's building a magnificent cathedral. When we talk about kingdom builders, it's important that you understand this. We're not twisting anybody's arm. We're not, we're not just giving a little bit of extra because someone said that we should give a little bit extra. Well, I'm supposed to give a little bit. I'm, I'm reluctant about it, but they say I should give a little bit over the tithe. No, we're not doing that. You know what we're doing? We are building the kingdom of God here on this earth. We are advancing the kingdom of God. We are seeing... We are seeing People's lives radically transformed. We're seeing people encounter Jesus, people that we will never meet here on earth, but we'll meet them in heaven, and they'll thank you for your involvement in Kingdom Builders. I guess I'm saying this. Kingdom Builders is not a program around here. It is a passion around here. It is a passionate part of who we are as a church, who we are going to be. So let me, let me talk for a little bit about kingdom builders and, and what this means and what it is. As I said, we're a little bit different because we're launching this for our 2024 kingdom builders year. And matter of fact, uh, if you uh, 
got uh, a magazine. Uh, those were there when you, when you came in today across the campuses. If you need one, uh, our ushers could help, I guess, and you could wave it. I think most of you have it. You can grab it on the way out or grab one now. Uh, but don't leave through it while I'm preaching or I will call you out. I will I'll just point and I'll say, someone go over there. No, uh, but yeah, that's for later. Check that out. But let me talk about who Kingdom Builders is. A lot of people misunderstand and think Kingdom Builders is some outside organization that is, you know, we give to. No, no, no. We are Kingdom Builders. You are Kingdom Builders. Kingdom Builders is a group of, 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 of believers who decided that they're going to hear God and be generous. Uh, they're going to be kingdom-minded. We're going to prayerfully consider and commit to give uh, over the tithe to global missions, local missions, ministries, uh, with uh, and, and a local church expansion. Uh, you are kingdom builders. And so anytime you give over the tithe, you become a kingdom builder. We'll talk more about that. What does kingdom builders do? What does giving to kingdom builders accomplish? Well, it invests in missionaries, ministries, organizations that are across the world, reaching the lost, serving the poor, changing the world, feeding the hungry, building the kingdom of God. That's, that's what we get to be a part of. We're bringing good news to, 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 of the gospel to all nations through our faithful community of, of people saying, yes, I, I wanna be a part of this, this kingdom builder. And I don't, know if, I don't know if you remember back in June, it was our feature project for that month, but we had Mary Mann here, missionary, um, and Mary Mann uh, uh, runs a ministry called Child Hope, and they do all kinds of uh, Christian schools uh, throughout Latin America. And uh, that day, we were specifically focused on Costa Rica, and it was, again, one of our projects. I believe we sent uh, uh, last year, I think we sent $40,000 to, um, to Child Hope and the Christian schools. They go into, they go into local churches, and they, and they repair churches and replenish churches in order to be able to have a, a Christian school there. You're part of that. That's incredible. And so, um, so she was here. That was a project in June. I want you to watch this video. We also sent a missions team uh, over the, uh, to, to that same area working with Mary Man, and they got to see your kingdom builder generosity at work. Check this video out. Last year, we had a team go to Costa Rica and we've asked the uh, ministry there, like, what is one of your biggest needs? And they said a parking lot. In Costa Rica, most of their walking spaces, the grounds there are of gravel, broken concrete, dirt. They're walking literally on the sides of mountains. And to have a leveled piece of land that we call a parking lot, is really a privilege for them. The majority of the parking lot had potholes and it, it rains nearly every day in Costa Rica, so there's puddles everywhere. For us to be able to share our resources with them and to be able to provide something for them that they probably wouldn't even put money aside for. We were able to come in and kind of just take care of that burden for them. Knowing that we were going on the trip to Costa Rica, we got updates about the parking lot. And in fact, it was their goal for the parking lot to be complete so that we can see a complete parking lot at the church. Each time we got the, the progression of it, we got more and more excited to be like, we're gonna be there. We're gonna see the parking lot. We're gonna see what our church was able to do for these pastors and these missionaries in Costa Rica. They were 
overwhelmed with gratitude. I remember being told that they even cried and they praised the Lord for being able to provide this, this parking lot through our church. Being generous and having that go to the kingdom builders, I don't need some of the extra stuff that I would spend my money on where I can really invest it to where there would be an eternal significance. Kingdom building is about souls. It's about providing the opportunity for people to hear the gospel, to provide parking lots for churches who are underprivileged or don't have all the money that they need to even hold a Sunday morning service. So I feel like it is an opportunity for me to show gratitude to the Lord for what He's done for me. If giving is something that I can do, I'm going to do it. We get to extend the love of Christ through our resources. So why not give? Why not give so that people would know the Savior that you know? For their burdens to be lifted, to know that there is hope, that there is love, that, um, that they can be forgiven. <sighs> Why not? Amen. Isn't that awesome? That, that new parking lot that you saw there before that, it was sinkholes and sewer holes and dangerous for, for kids to be potentially even fallen into. And so, yeah, just wanted to, wanted to show you just one of our projects, and we'll do more of that through the year, showing you the impact that you're making through Kingdom Builders. Uh, Kingdom Builders kind of breaks down into two main areas of, of, uh, of expression. Um, one would be the global impact, and I just want to tell you this, we are, we, we are, globally minded, and we will continue and be increasingly outward focused as a church. We just feel like that is God's heart, and if we'll have God's heart, God's going God's to take care of us. And so we're going to be we're going to be increasingly outwardly focused. We're going to support missions projects, and we strategically. I mean, we we pray about our partners, our Kingdom Builder partners, and what they're accomplishing and the fruit of their ministry. And so, uh, so fifty to seventy percent of everything that comes into Kingdom Builders is always going to go to that. That's always going to be the majority of what Kingdom Builders accomplishes is. Uh, is that global impact. Also, one of the other areas is, is more of a local impact. And this might be, uh, this might be ministries uh, that are local to Central Florida or local to our state, maybe, maybe even local to our, our country. But we're supporting, again, vetted ministry partners um, here in Central Florida. Also, we also believe in church expansion and church planting. And so Kingdom Builders is also going to support that future expansion Future uh, spirit-dependent churches are going to be planted through Kingdom Builders here in Central Florida, and the church said amen. And so Kingdom Builders, how it kind of works is Kingdom Builders is really like a big ministry and missions mutual fund. And so we've kind of we've described it like this, like, um, like these are some of our partners, and, and here's the thing. If I were to go to you and with, with one at a time, let's say we just did one at a time, we said... Okay, Fire, Fire Bible translation. They translate um, this training Bible for people in other countries that'll never get to go to Bible college. And so we put a, a Bible with study notes, spirit-filled study notes in their language so that they can learn. And when they, when they feel called to ministry, this is gonna be their Bible school. If we said, hey, would you wanna be a part of that? I know most in this room would say, yes, I, I think that's worthy. And so world church planning. We, we still believe that the best thing for every culture, for every city, is a healthy church. 
I mean, I believe that with all my heart. That's a gift to every culture. To, so would we, would we be a part of something like that? Yes. Uh, that's why the Narcusi campus, we're, we're getting ready to launch a, a campus out in uh, St. Cloud, uh, Lake Nona area. Woo, it's gonna, and so, yes, you'd be behind that. Convoy of Hope. You'll hear about, more about Convoy of Hope uh, even next week. Um, the president, one of the, I'm sorry, the vice president of Convoy will be here speaking, a really good friend of mine. But you'd be a part of that. Project Rescue, that was one of our end-of-year projects. You'd, you'd be a part of that, helping uh, the victims of, of traf- sex trafficking. Africa's Hope, training up uh, missionaries, training up leaders uh, in Africa to, to reach all of the, uh, the needs there, uh, water wells and, and so much things. Arab World Bible College. You'll see that a lot of what we partner with, um, we, we, we are really focused on the unreached. There are parts of this world that, uh, that the gospel has not penetrated at a level that it should. And so we, we want to partner with people that are, are reaching those that are, no one else is reaching. Builders International, fostering our future. If you were, if you were here on, on Vision Sunday, you know we're, we're stepping and, and, and we're stepping into uh, an expression into this foster ministry. We're, we're helping foster families like never before. We got people signing up to be foster families and, and Seeing that as the ministry, so uh, that's one of those partnerships. India Live Dead, again, Live Dead, you'll, you'll hear more about them in a moment. Uh, Curry Ford Expansion, uh, we're, we're expanding the school years. Why, why would we do that? So that more students can encounter Jesus, more families can encounter Jesus. Come on. Uh, Global Teen Challenge, Global Teen Challenge, they do more to, uh, to, to help people with life-controlling issues than probably any other organization out there. Their success rate blows everyone else's away. Why? Because it's by the Spirit of God. They're, they're seeing people radically transformed globally. Uh, Choices Women's Clinic, that's one of our local partners. Uh, Cities Serve, it's a local partner that helps the poor uh, here in, uh, in the United States. Nathaniel's Hope, one of our uh, local uh, ministries that we partner with, helps uh, um, uh, families with uh, special needs. So all, I feel like you'd be in all of these. And so what happens is when you give to Kingdom Builders, it's this one big mutual fund that allows us to just make such a global impact. And so thank you for your involvement in Kingdom Builders. Now, this is the part that we were we were excited about. We've been getting asked from time to time how we did last year. Because at the end of the year, in, in uh, November and December, we had a miracle offering. And we set a goal as a church. Prayerfully, it was a big goal. It was, it was a scary thing. I don't think we'd ever seen that. You know, we, we'd set a goal for $750,000 to come into Kingdom Builders in November and December. Now, I don't think we would have ever had uh, that level of giving uh, in that short amount of time. Maybe we, we did, there would have been, maybe, maybe, but I, I don't know about it if we did. Uh, and so that was our goal. And I want to report, because we've been, been asked, hey, did we, you know, where'd we come with that? Oh, thank you. We're going to have a drum roll and everything. So I, first of all, let me tell you this. We did not, we did not see, we did not see 700, and, uh, the number I'm announcing is not $750,000. It's actually more than that. We saw in November, just our miracle offering, total amount was seven hundred and seventy-three thousand four hundred and sixty-five dollars come on way to go praise God it's awesome and 
Praise God. And that puts our total, if we add world missions giving there at the first of the year and our kingdom builder giving, it puts our total for the year of world mission slash kingdom builder giving was over $2 million, $2,313,380. Wow. Thank you for your impact. Thank you for your generosity. In incredible what God did through you. And uh, you, get to, you get to tell your friends now, you get to say, hey, uh, by the way, yeah, I mean, I gave like over $2 million this year. Somebody goes, you did? Well, me and, my, me and my friends, me and my crew, we did, yeah. But no, that's awesome. And so thank you so much for doing that. Let me tell you now what our goal is for this year, 2024, our kingdom builder goal, and we believe we're gonna blow this out of the waters too, but we believe in 2024, we're gonna see a $3 million year for kingdom builders. Come on, somebody say amen. Oh, I feel it. And let me, let me qualify something real quick. Um, because there might be somebody in the room who goes, why are you celebrating money? Well, we're not celebrating money. We, we, did talk about, we did talk about amounts, but we're celebrating the souls that those dollars convert into. And they do, they do. Several, several missions organizations have put together the, the conversion of what a dollar, how many, so, like they look at how many souls they reach in here, how many dollars were donated, and they, 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 they do the math on that, and most of the time it's, it's well, it's, maybe it's at least one per dollar, multiple usually per dollar given. If a dollar could secure somebody's eternity, why would I not want to give as much as I could? Because we're all gonna stand before God one day. And so our goal for 2024 is $3 million. Your, your generosity to giving last year, it helped provide moments like this. I want you to check this video out. Hey, Faith, we are again in one of those seasons when we are sending out checks to some of our ministries that we partner with through Kingdom Builders. And I hope this never gets old to you. The impact that we get to make together through Kingdom Builders should continue to inspire all in us all the time. Like here's a check to Builders International. Did you know that in 2023, we were able to be a part of building more churches around the world than we ever have in any other year? Matter of fact, this year we built uh, over 30 houses of worship. So it's awesome to be able to sign this check to Builders International. And here's a check to Vita Church, one of the uh, church plants that we uh, partner with. Uh, they're over on the west side of town reaching an incredible group of people. And so we're excited to get to partner with Vita Church. Here's one of our other ministries, one of my favorite ministries that we partner with, it's Convoy of Hope. They are feeding over 700,000 kids around the world in feeding programs through the local schools in different countries. And of course, Convoy is always one of the first on the ground when there is a natural disaster or war uh, in, a, in a country. They're there with supplies for people in need. And so I am so excited to get to support them in a major way because of your generosity. And here's a check to Live Dead. Live Dead is probably doing more to reach unreached people groups than any other organization in the world. Specifically, we are supporting the Arab World Bible College. And so, isn't that exciting? Training people to reach the unreached. Oh, here's the Wycliffe Bible Translators. You may remember it was one of our end of year projects. Uh, we're translating Bibles for Togo. Because of your faithfulness, there will be people 
like that hear and get to read the Word of God in their own language. Here's a check for Nathaniel's Hope, one of our local ministries that we have partnered with for years. Uh, Nathaniel's Hope provides a special brand of ministry and support to families with special needs. And so we are so excited to get to partner with Nathaniel's Hope. Thank you for giving to Kingdom Builders. Oh, and here's a check to Project Rescue. Reaching and rescuing young people out of sex trafficking. You remember in 2022, we purchased a brothel in India to be used for rescuing. And then in 2023, it was our partnership with them to, to purchase that safe house in Madrid. And so it's, it's exciting to partner with Project Rescue as they restore hope to people that have been broken by uh, sexual exploitation. So Faith, it's so exciting to get to send hundreds of thousands of dollars around the world to make a difference and so that people could know Christ. Matter of fact, in 2023, we will have sent millions of dollars because of your generosity. And that is just the beginning. 2024, God is going to do even more through you. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to God, hearing from God, and capturing God's heart to reach the world. Thank you for being Kingdom Builders. Amen. Amen. I like that guy. He's a good dude. <laughs> it's funny standing here watching that. All right. Second Corinthians chapter number eight. Let me end the service today by just giving you four convictions around kingdom builders for us. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse two through seven. Look at Paul. He's speaking of the Macedonian Christians. He's talking about this group of Christians and he's, he's kind of sharing now their experience. So look at this. He says, in the midst of very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty, it welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. So we urged Titus, just as he had earlier made a, a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. And then Paul says this in verse 7, but since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in comp complete earnestness, and in the love that we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Let me just pull our, our four convictions out of that passage of scripture around kingdom builders. And the first one would be this, if you're taking notes today, you can jot this down, but kingdom builders is not about wealth, it's about want. Not about wealth, it's about want. Look at what Paul said of these Macedonian Christians. He said, in the midst of severe trial, they had joy, that doesn't make sense, but their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty wells up in what? Just massive generosity. You go, well, that doesn't make sense. They're, they're going through a tough time, they're extreme poverty, and yet they find this level of generosity. And because generosity is not about how much I have, it's about the place of my heart. Kingdom Builders is not a program for the wealthy, it's a program for the generous. 
How do we accomplish what we accomplished last year? It's because there was, you know, two or three super wealthy people and they just funded the whole thing. That's not how it happened. What we accomplished last year was because 3,000 of you, we had 3,000 different people at one time through the year give towards kingdom builders. And so large offerings, small offerings, every single dollar makes a difference. This isn't about wealth. It's not about waiting until I'm wealthy and then, no, this is about want. And I've had people, I've heard people say, well, I just, I want to have more passion for missions. I want to have more passion for for souls. Jesus told you how you could do that. He already told us your heart is going to follow your money. And so he said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so the more I allow God to to call me in this area of generosity, what's going to happen? I'm just going to start caring about the things that I invest in. That's the way it works for all of us. It's not about wealth. It's about one. Second conviction is this, quickly. It's not about what I can do. Kingdom builders is not about what I can do. It's about what God can do through me. See, look at verse 3. Paul says, I testified they gave as much as they were able. That's great right there. If the, if the verse didn't go on any further, that's pretty good. They gave as much as they were able to do. I don't, know if, I don't know if God could say that about me. I don't know if God could say that about many of us. I mean, they gave as much as they were able. But then he goes on, he says, and they even gave beyond their ability. It's not just about what I can do. It's about what God can do through me. It's not just being a, 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 a uh, container of what the blessing is. It's being a conduit of the blessing of God. Not just being a, a, a reservoir. No, I want to be a river for God. When God does something, I see what he wants to do through me. That's why next week at the end of our service, we'll have a moment of plan and vision and dream. And here's what that means. When we talk about a plan within this context of kingdom builders, it would be like this, that we would make a plan to give. So I would, I would sit down with my wife and I would say, okay, what's, what could we do? I mean, if just based on our budget, based on what, what we're capable of, we, we set a plan. Proverbs chapter 21 says, when you have plans and are diligent, it leads to plenty. And so you would get a plan of what you could do. You work the plan, you stick with the plan, you're diligent with the plan. That's plan. We'll, we'll have that as part of our, our, our service next week where we write down what that, what that plan number looks like. Most of us gave this year, I think, probably in that plan number. And you, you had a plan and you just stuck with it. That's awesome. But there's a next level, and it's called vision. And vision would be this. I take what I can do, and now I start to consider, but God, what would you do through me? God, if I am uh, just not just a reservoir, but if I'm a river, if I'm conduit, what could you do through me? Habakkuk chapter 2 says to to write the vision down and make it plain. And so we're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to speak to us. As a matter of fact, that's your assignment this week is to, to be praying and asking God, God, what give me vision for what you could do through me to impact this world. Keep in mind what Philippians 4.19 says when you're in this vision phase. It says, God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. We, we, we just don't know yet what God wants to do through us. So we plan, vision, and then dream. We'll have a moment next week where we write down a dream amount. It'd be the dream amount of, man, I mean, what would be my dream to give maybe in a single year? Some of you may want to do it over, maybe over your lifetime. But what would be the dream amount that I could give in a year? And you'll write that down. For some, it might be a number with a lots of zeros. It might, some of you might write down, some year I want to be able to give a million dollars. 
Some of you may write down, some year I want to give $5,000. Like, it's, it's, it's the dream amount of what you could give. And, and, and listen, that's a good process. It's a, it's a good process to have that kind of dream because God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask, think, or imagine. Ephesians chapter 3 says... We're blessed. Why are we blessed? To be a blessing. It's not about what I can do. It's about what God can do through me. Third, third con- conviction is this. Kingdom Builders is not a petition. It's a privilege. We just don't hesitate giving you this opportunity. Nobody's going to twist your arm. Nobody's going to manipulate. But boy, we're going to be excited about this opportunity, about this privilege. Can you imagine if you're, if you have, I don't know, some of you have teenagers, right? Can you imagine if you're a teenager and there's some, there's some teens in the room, teens, you can do this this week. I encourage you to try this. This is awesome. But if a teen walked up to their parents and said, hey, mom, dad, I just, will you please let me go out there and reorganize the garage? I just would love to do that if you would just allow me to do that. Or if they came and said, would you just allow me to just clean my bathroom? Matter of fact, no, I want to clean all the bathrooms in the house. They are a wreck. I've been seeing stuff growing, and I just want to get in there and clean. Would you allow me to clean it? Or a teen come and say, you know what? I had some birthday money. I would, would you allow me to just take the whole family out to dinner with my birthday money? Like, I just released the teens to do that. And so be prepared and have the defibrillator right there ready because you might need it. But that's kind of the vibe that Paul is describing of these Macedonian Christians in verse 3 and 4. Look what it says. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing. What a great mindset. That this, uh, it's a privilege to get to help be a part of meeting needs and people that are hungry being fed. People that are poor across this world being provided for. People that are lost being found. It's not a petition. No one's going to beg you. No, this is a privilege. And last conviction today would be this. Kingdom Builders is more than just an opportunity to give. It's an opportunity to grow in the grace of giving. And those are two different things. I, I can just, I can give. I can throw some extra in there. We can all, we can all do that. But what does Paul say is better for us? He, and I love this verse. I, I, I think this verse applies to this fellowship of believers, this, this family right here. I think it applies. I, I would say this over you. You excel in everything. You excel in faith. I, my faith rises when I hang out with you guys. You excel in faith. You excel in speech. You excel in knowledge, in complete earnestness. I think there's something real going on here. We, there's earnestness. And you excel in the love that we've kindled in you. I feel love when I'm, when I'm with, with this group. But then he says this. See that you also excel in this grace of giving. You, that you would also excel in this grace of giving. And giving is like a muscle. I don't know if anybody's New Year's resolution this year was to go back to the gym and get swole. Like mine. Like that's mine. I haven't made it back yet. It's actually not my resolution, all right? Uh, but if it was, I know this, I'd have to get in there and I would have to work the muscles. And giving is like that. Giving is a, a muscle and the more you use it, the more it grows. That's why Paul says, excel in the grace of giving. The gift, the gift of giving. This is what our conviction of kingdom builders is all about.
Money can be used for a lot of different things. John D. Rockefeller, uh, at the end of his life, he was certainly one of the most wealthy men on the planet at the time, maybe the most wealthy man on the planet. And when he died at his funeral, somebody walked up to his accountant and said, well, how much did he leave behind? And the accountant said, all of it. He left all of it behind. In other words, you can't take it with you when you go. But you know what you can do? You can send it on ahead. Yeah, you can store up for yourself treasures in heaven. You can allow God to help prioritize this new level of generosity in your life and you will never regret it for a moment. Talk about money, doing a lot of different things. People talk about money, cash, being dirty. It's one of the most, I guess, a lot of like uh, um, bacteria because so many hands touch it and all that stuff. And money can accomplish filthy things too. It can be used for, uh, for, for impure things. It can also be used for just just middle, like just, uh, just uh, temporal things that maybe are neither good nor bad. They're just material things. Or it can be used for eternal things. And this is our choice. I mean, do I want to just uh, amass more material and items and things for myself? Or could God start to touch my heart and start to trust me and I could start to trust myself as God speaks to me to use my money to make a greater impact. I believe we are called as a church to make a great impact on this world and we'll do it through Kingdom Builders. We will, yeah, amen, amen. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.